0: Welcome to another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Marco, with my lovely co-host,
1: Jessica.
0: How's it going, Jessica? It's
1: fantastic. How are you, Marco?
0: I'm great. We're back home after being out on the road last week. We're outside so everyone can hear all the lovely birds. Birds. And we have friends with us. Yay! And we're social distancing, (laughs) which is really awkward (laughs) with a bunch of microphones. (laughs) We're joined tonight by Holly and Jeremy. Hello. How's it going? Good. Thanks so, for coming, guys. Yeah.
2: Thanks, Thanks for,
0: having us. for having us. Very excited. So some brief intros like uh, and for people who haven't listened to our podcast before, just you and I have four kids. Yep. Grades 6th grade, 4th grade, 2nd grade and pre-K. Uh they're super busy when activities are open with hockey, taekwondo, baseball, girl scouts, band and now cross country. And Holly and Jeremy
2: Oh, we have one lovely daughter who will be in sixth grade. She is typically active
3: with volleyball, violin, Girl Scouts, um, basketball.
0: And lately, Minecraft.
3: Minecraft. <laughs> oh. Yes, Minecraft is big here, too.
0: Well, before we dive into uh, our topic for tonight, we always start off with what are you drinking? So, Holly, what are you drinking?
2: Of course you would start with me. <laughs> I have rum chata on ice. Woohoo!
0: Festive nice summer drink jeremy i have
4: a stella artois but it's not the regular version it's the solstice lager special edition nice Nice. cheers to you both
3: cheers
0: cheers jess nice and pink over there it is
3: very pink i'm having bacardi mixed with um a fruit punch icy and an orange mango icy so it's sort of a low carb take on a rum punch nice what are you having marco
0: I am having a low carb uh, mojito that I mixed up, and I used mint from our backyard safari little grow-your-own cocktails kit. Yeah, that's fun. Finally sprouted up enough where we can start harvesting it for cocktails. Hooray! Well, cheers, everybody. Cheers! Cheers! That plastic cup doesn't do do it. That
1: wasn't good. Oh well.
0: So for our main feature tonight, we are doing a parent roundtable, or in this case, three tables, all spread out, on uh, on parenting in the age of COVID and what it's like and all the ups and downs. And we've been discussing maybe doing a COVID episode for, well, four months now. Mm-hmm. And it's finally, you know, it's a good time. We've gone through it. Everybody's gone through it. So it's a chance to sit and discuss and so diving right in, uh, how have you explained the current situation with the whole global COVID pandemic to your kid? I think we've tried to be
4: as straightforward as we can of, about it. Um, I think talking in terms uh, like a medical sense of, of what this is and, and what a virus is and, and what that means, uh, I think our daughter's been more or less receptive. Um, I think she's had a lot of questions and curiosity about why some of the impacts are what they are for her, uh, especially, I think, at at her level for things like what she can and can't do with her friends. That's been a challenge. But I think we've just tried to be patient and and answer her questions as as best we can. I, I, I will say for me personally, I've always wanted to try and draw from a similar experience of my own uh, what I'm trying to teach my daughter or exp- or explain something. And here's a case where that cover is pretty bare. Yeah. And they, they <laughs> I was really going to say, a-
0: like, what do you have that compares to this?
5: <laughs> and
4: and I, I think um really we've tried to, I think, I, I think we said it just uh, earlier today, um, something along the lines of we really don't exactly know Uh, what we're doing, we're trying to make the best decisions we can, and and I think she's come around and understand that, uh, and maybe in in some way appreciates that.
0: Well, on the parenting side, you're definitely not alone when it comes to making up the playbook as you go, because we're in the same boat. I think a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. Follow-on is, you know, you've been saying you're trying to explain it to her. Do you think she's getting it? I mean, sixth grade, it's a little bit easier.
4: I think our daughter is understanding to the extent that she can make sense of what she can see there's a lot of things that she has no exposure to um no pun intended um but i think you know holly and i are are reading the news hearing information and for sure we're seeing some different things about the impact of this uh, at another level than our our daughter is for sure but I think she's able to process, hey, this is having some real impacts in, in my day-to-day. I'm unable to do some of the activities that I'd normally be doing and, and enjoying my summer, uh, things like that. So but so I think she understands at a, at, a, at a local level that there's impacts, but I am pretty confident she doesn't understand maybe some of the drivers of, of why we're having to do some of these things. And for sure... Uh, the impact at a at a national or a global level is, is probably out of comprehension for her.
2: Well, I'd say even for ourselves, right? It is a little hard to comprehend the totality of the impact of this. And sometimes, still, I have to wake up and be like, "Oh yeah, we're in a worldwide pandemic right now. <laughs> it's exciting."
0: Well, especially when no one is going anywhere, right. you're stuck at home or close to home. It's hard to remember that. Oh yeah, on the other side of the world. They've got the exact same thing going on.
5: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: How often does does she see the news?
2: So we typically, from an early point in her life, um, just made it a rule not to have the news on um, at the house. Uh, we, For a while, we were receiving a newspaper, and that would always be out on the kitchen table. Um, now that that has kind of gone by the wayside, <laughs> a lot of our news just comes in. Um, Print form on emails, you know, and so she would won't typically see that. Um, so whatever she does get is from us, or what she would get in school in the classroom setting.
4: I think she will pick up on if we're if, if uh, we're having a conversation, uh, and and sometimes we'll talk about things that maybe at the dinner table or the breakfast table, and and she'll ask some questions. Sometimes the more fun ones are questions she'll. Just come at us with uh, on her own <laughs> at a random time, which, which is usually um, maybe not the most convenient, but, but it kind of, in a way, will indicate you know what um, what she's thinking about, maybe at her level. I remember she's um, asked some questions about uh, you know if we are going to get in the car and, and travel someplace, whether it's you know two miles away, ten miles away, hundred miles away, whatever. I, I remember she would ask. Well, are we going to be able to stop here, and or are we? You know, so she's starting to process that there's maybe some impacts of of what she'll be able to do. But again, I think it's more at a she's thinking about it not of uh, consequences, but wh- how is this uh, impacting what I what I, what my experience is going to be like. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's where it's at for her right now.
0: And like for kid one, who's the same age for our kid one. Um, uh, you know, we have the news on, she doesn't really pay attention to it. Sometimes she
3: does. She'll Some, pick up on little sound bites and she'll say, Oh, well, what is that? And what does it mean when he's saying X, Y, and Z? And so then we have to break it down for her and explain it.
0: More often she's eavesdropping when you and I are talking to each other.
3: Yeah. yeah. We get that
0: too. Like <laughs> Kid Two is tuned in, even when he's not looking at her, he's just in the room. He's paying attention to all the stories, or he'll see, oh, it's six thirty. Gotta turn on the news and quickly switches it over. Or if we don't, it's like, oh, it's 6.45. We're missing it. It's like, dude, relax. You're heading into fourth grade. You don't need to be a news junkie. (laughs) The younger two, I don't know. They they get what we tell them. We talk about it.
3: Yeah, they're not really paying attention to the news when it's on. But kid number three will ask very specific questions about why we can't do things that we used to do or why we might have to stay home again sometimes in the fall. Maybe we're not going back to school or maybe we'll go to school and then we'll have to stay home for a few weeks. So he's very curious about that, but he doesn't, I don't know, they're, they're like interested in how the virus works, but at the same time, it's sort of, I've tried to explain it to them in kid terms and it's just, I don't know, I think for... All four of them, it's just way over their heads at this point.
0: I know for kid one, the first time I took her to a grocery store, offered to let her go to a grocery store with me, she got, you know, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it came time to leave and she was super panicky and didn't want to. She
3: actually cried.
0: Yeah, she was in tears because you'd think I was taking her off to like through a war zone where she's gonna get shot at or something she was just so stressed out by it's like fine just stay home and she's since then she's gotten used to it a lot of times we'll go after a morning run and get a gatorade and pick up whatever groceries we need kid three or kid two has been a few times
3: yeah he's not as anxious about it
0: you know he's not he actually loves going in the mask he right. loves his masks he he thinks it's cool uh and then it's an accessory Oh uh, yes it's an accessory and it's an extension of his personality especially with that accessory right. he picks them out depending on how he's feeling for the day kid three and four just went to the store for the first time this past week we made a costco run as a family and it's like all right hands in your pockets don't touch
4: little <laughs> don't one little anything. one's going in the
0: cart and she was mad the whole time she wanted to get down and walk and then they didn't understand why there weren't uh, many samples which I was surprised there but was any samples. The
3: samples they did have, they were like full-size samples. So they had GoGurt. So everybody got their own pouch of go like full-size wow. pouch. Everybody got their own granola bar. Everybody got their own, I, don't, I think there were yeah, a bag of lunch. cookies or something. Yeah,
5: yeah
0: it, was it was a big cool deal. Mm-hmm. Yet they still ate a huge lunch too.
3: They did.
4: <laughs> yeah, I fine. think uh, our daughter and I think a lot of kids are, they're, they're very aware of, um, inconsistency yeah. or or if there if there's variation in things i, I you know i think my daughter is, is very literal and wanting to understand what is the process for this and i'm expecting it'll be that way <laughs> every time and and i think this is a really good example i mean just within our own family we've got variation in the way that we might do certain things um, i know holly has in, in general, since this whole thing started, she's just been out and about more than I have. Uh, so, I think she might be more, um, I don't, I, I would hesitate to use the word comfortable, but I think she just has more experience and
2: acclimated.
4: more acclimated. That, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. And so, sometimes I think uh, our daughter might be a little confused if she sees inconsistency (laughs) in the way that one of us is talking about going to
0: do a certain activity or how we'll handle things. Mm -hmm. Has she called anyone out yet at a store or anything for not wearing a mask?
2: (laughs) So she has been with me on errands. We've not made a big grocery trip yet together because she was not unlike your kid one where she's like, I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. And she'll always ask if I put my mask on. I'm like, yeah, you gotta put your mask on. Um, so we've done a few little things, usually things that involve some shopping for something for her to do, <laughs> an activity or craft. Um, sh- she is like me, we would not be calling anybody out, but after we might get back in the car and talk about how, now there's an example of the right way to do something or maybe the way that we are not going to approach uh, doing something. Um, so it's been good for examples, but it wouldn't be. She wouldn't dare. It anybody else. I mean, kid one
0: has whispered like, oh my, look, at look at that person. But like quietly, but well, quietly for her, but she's so loud. Yeah. <laughs> kid two is the one that's like, look at that guy. He doesn't have a mask. He's screaming. <laughs> it's so loud that whole hear it!" And he's like pointing and Ooh. it's like, Shh, just quiet.
3: Yeah, we had that. I had the conversation with kid number one when she was, I think, four years old. She made a really big scene at the grocery store because there is. A gentleman in front of us, and he actually had a hook where his hand was supposed to be. And she was like, it's a pirate. And I wanted to melt into the floor. And so we got, I said, no, he's not a pirate. Everything is fine. Don't, don't do that right now. And then we got into the car, and I said, okay, look. <laughs> Sometimes we see things in the stores or in the world that are a little bit different, and we really want to talk about it right then and there. But we need to hold it inside and wait until we are in a private place. Where nobody else can hear us to talk about
0: those things. And then on the next trip, we went, and the checkout guy had an eye patch, and Kid Two (laughs) was just like yarr the whole time. It's like he's not a pirate, buddy. Right. So
3: that lesson sunk in really fast with Kid Number One. Kid Number Two, he isn't getting it yet. Oh no! We've been trying for years to teach him not to do that.
0: Since he was two or three. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Interestingly, on
2: that same note, though, I was. in the grocery store before the mandate came back out that we all had to wear masks inside. And there was um, a woman with two children and none of them were wearing masks. And I could tell that the child, maybe four-ish, was looking up at everybody. Like she kind of the inconsistency realized, I don't have a mask, mom doesn't have a mask, but everybody else around me has a mask. Interesting. And, and You know, so they would be dealing with those same questions, I would imagine, like, honey, why is everybody else wearing a mask?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't
5: think of that. I haven't thought about that either, but
0: yeah, you'd think, because it's Mm -hmm. both sides of the the argument. Part of me can't believe that it is an argument.
5: Right. Well,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a different show. Yeah. Well, go ahead.
3: I'm just going to tell the Duck Dynasty story.
0: I don't even know what story that know. is, but go for it. So we it.
3: were, when kid number one was, I think, three, three and a half, and kid number two was two-ish, um, the neighbors next door were having rocks delivered, like big, giant boulders for their backyard. And they brought this gigantic dump truck, and it was full of the rocks. And I was like, oh, let's go watch the rocks outside, and this will be really cool. So we're standing on the back porch, and the the driver hops out, and the other guy in the passenger side hops out. And kid number one stands up and she
1: screams, Look, mom, Duck Dynasty is here. They're in the backyard.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no, kid number one. It's time to go inside now and have that conversation again.
0: It's just a guy with a ZZ top beard. Yeah.
3: Big, big long beard. He was not impressed. (laughs) He was very happy when I.
0: Look, if you're going to have a beard that long and a little kid calls you Duck Dynasty, just own it. (laughs) I mean, you grew the thing. It's true.
5: Yeah. Just go with
0: it. <laughs> so there's never a convenient time for a pandemic. What significant plans or events were postponed, changed, or outright canceled for your kid or your family as a whole?
2: Well, beyond school and fifth grade graduation, which was huge for her, we kind of, I feel like that's in been a distant past at this point in July, but... Um, a big thing that's really still a sad thing we had to cancel is we were going to meet up with my um, family, my three siblings and their families, and my mom and dad for my dad's 75th birthday down oh. in southern Ohio. We had a big house that we were renting. Everybody had their own space. Had a hot tub. It was like a lot of cabin. We were going to go camping, and, or hiking rather, and, you know, just fun several days together celebrating and um, obviously that had to be canceled. I had a sister coming in from Germany, brother coming in from California. And at the time we had to cancel, they just didn't even know if they could have gotten here or not.
4: Yeah. um, All of those things that Holly mentioned for sure were, were disappointments, but really I would add to that. I, I think there's all of these other things that you do, socially with your friends that might not make a list of a big, isolated, special event, but you for sure miss those things. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I would say, like, as an example, I can think of times when um, um, we, we would get together with, with fr- our friends and their children, maybe at a, a local establishment and, and have a cold one and, and hang out. And, you know, I, I couldn't tell you exactly. That's probably not something we would plan well in advance. But well, we aren't able to do those things right now. And I think just those, when those things happen naturally and spur the moment, you really miss those, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I, who knows so. how many of those type of things we've we've missed at this point. But uh, so those little things make a
0: difference, too. Very much so.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah, we had, we missed out on fifth grade graduation.
3: Mm-hmm. Races.
0: A lot of so races, races. So many races for us and the kids. Sports. Just like going on little
3: day trips, though. Like I like to go on day trips in the summer, even just down to the beach because we're ten minutes away from the beach, and we, I'm terrified to go, so we're not going to the beach this summer.
4: (laughs) That's right. I, um, one thing we've done in past years, uh, my. My wife and daughter have been good enough to uh, go with me to maybe take in a minor league baseball game, which fun. is kind of a, a fun rite of passage.
0: Yeah, in, that's in actually summer. something mm-hmm. we do every summer, too, is we go mm-hmm. to a minor league game, yep. Yep. check that's out the, the sights day. of the concession stand Absolutely. or the crazy stuff there.
4: And it's... Uh, it's, it's uh,
0: As kid one and your daughter are, like, spying on us from <laughs> around the corner.
4: Yeah. <laughs> But I think things like you know that's for me. That's uh, there's a lot of nostalgia to something like that. It's it's uh, um, something I look forward to, and I know that like for sure. That's a that's an in person. It's an in person experience. You know, yeah. you not you're not really replicating that in a, a TV broadcast. No. Yeah.
0: Korean league baseball and no. Japanese league baseball. <laughs> just not the same as it's minor league it, baseball. So it's not doing it. You know, you don't see Darth Vader walking. It's not Star Wars night or Harry sure. Potter night or Princess I mean, let's, night.
4: Let's face it, it's, it's 80% about the mid-inning antics. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely.
0: Um, so, yeah. Well, 80% mid-inning antics, and then another 10% or 15 even would be the crazy concession food. That's right. Oh That's right.
3: Beacon right. tacos.
0: The baco. Yeah. Oh,
3: I have heard of those. <laughs> Didn't you have one? You had one.
0: No, I took pictures of a guy in front of me who got it. I had the uh, the low-carb nachos that were uh, pork rinds covered in pulled pork with then nacho cheese and jalapenos and tomatoes and everything on top.
5: That sounds awful. Yeah, I sat down. And everyone was like,
0: people were taking pictures of me like, can we get a picture of your food? Because that's like awesome, but we're too scared to order it ourselves. <laughs> I don't
5: know that I would want to see that
0: in person. Well, you watch me eat it.
3: So there's nothing normal about the new normal. Um, how did how did your daughter do in regards to coping and adapting to e-learning?
2: Ooh, that's a good one. I feel like right off the bat, she was all about e-learning. She had a Chromebook at home. She logged right in. She knew more about Google Classroom than I know, <laughs> um, which was good for her. She. Started the new assignments, she got on the group chat. Um, somehow she had all of her friends' contact information, and like all, I mean, they were just connected and they were dialed in and they were all about it. And I think maybe that lasted two weeks. <laughs> and then, then it became mornings were a little harder and a little slower to get going. And well, I, I'll. I have this one thing to log into, but that's all I'm going to do. Like, everything else might have been optional, or we could work on our work for the week and turn it in on Friday. so we wait till Thursday. It just became a struggle, and I think it was just technology overload.
5: There's a
3: lot of screen time.
2: It is a lot. A lot. And they tried, the teachers, I mean, this is no fault of the teachers. I mean, I applaud their efforts. I think they did a great job given the circumstances, and they tried to give them opportunities for work that was not in front of a screen there were hands-on projects there were things to go do outside there was kindness and service type aspects to it like write a letter to someone in a nursing home or someone um, like a police officer or something like that and thank them so there were things like that but it just wasn't enough they weren't being fully engaged all the way around
0: well, yeah. I know like here, it was almost like seeing her being thrown into college life mm-hmm. in fifth grade,
5: Right.
0: especially since uh, when we first started, everybody was down at the kitchen table. Even the three-year-old was there with a coloring book and they had worked. But then quickly, the fifth grader, now sixth grader, would go up to her room and work up there. And so she was left to her own to do her work or not do her work, as yeah. we found out at one point.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Missing assignments. And there was a lot of procrastination going on and procrastination on assignments that inadvertently impacted the entire family where it's like, okay, my Rube Goldberg machine is due tomorrow. Oh
5: man, those are rough. That was a fun
0: one. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. <laughs> so it was very much like that you have to be self-motivated. You have to manage your time, but you've got the management <laughs> skills of a fifth grader
4: yeah. and we get that kind of result. Yeah, I, I... I really agree. I think a lot of the initial excitement, there was mm-hmm. for sure, I would say, initial reaction, excitement. And I think most of that was driven by, yeah, I get to use these cool toys more, like meaning the Chromebook and all this kind of technology. Like it, it was novel and, and exciting.
0: I think and it was uh, novel, at least from our end, it was novel. But there's also a small part of it, too, was normalcy. It's school. Everything else, yeah. like what's yeah. going on in the world. So I want to get into schoolwork. Plus, I can interact with my friends on Google Meets or Hangouts, or whatever they were using.
4: Yeah, I, I, I think um, yeah, in, in, I would say I think mean, yeah, maybe two to three. There was maybe two to three weeks of that, and then, you know, you, we reached maybe a little stagnation, and and I think the, the structure of that kind of comes with the more direct supervision might have. Follow, follow, we might have fallen away a little bit mm-hmm. um, so that's interesting I, I think I remember talking with my daughter and, and, and saying I am grateful though that we have this as an option
5: Yeah. You know, yeah. I was
4: thinking you know, it was not so long ago where that was, not, that was not an option so what would we be doing
0: in lieu of that I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm not
3: sure they would have graduated fifth grade honestly if we didn't have the e-learning
0: mm-hmm. stuff I mean um, this had happened in the eighties. What'd we all go do? Go sit in a field six feet apart from each other and have the teacher yell at us? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean, or just all go to school and get sick, but
3: Yeah. Maybe. it's like the chicken pox, right? Go <laughs> and catch it and then everything will be fine. That's how I
0: got to my house. My parents sent my uh one of my sisters off to a chicken pox party and ran through the family.
3: To. Yeah, there was a chicken pox party.
4: Good times. <laughs>
0: Fascinating.
3: Something <laughs> about a popsicle for my brother to get it from me. I don't know. Little... Did it work? Oh, yeah. He got it. And it was super terrible for him. <laughs> I feel bad for him. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So same thing. Kid number one, she was like all excited. She said, this is my Chromebook. And I have to do all these classes. And I have to do this homework. And it's due tomorrow. And this is exciting. And I love it. Yay. But then after, I think the third week, it was the, the week after we had our spring break. And she said, I don't like this, and now we have to do this for the rest of the school year? And this Mm -hmm. just is not fun anymore.
0: That's around the time she also started, her waking up, kept shifting and shifting, because, well, now I don't have to get up and get myself ready and comb my hair. So then she'd just get up later. Or I can eat breakfast while I'm going to school. So Mm -hmm. it got up even later. And by the time we got to week three of it, it was a uh, kid number one. It's 10 a.m., time to get out of bed.
3: Yeah. But um, so for her, it was... It was tricky after that novelty wore off mm-hmm. and she realized this is my life now and it kind of kind of sucks. Um, with the boys, kid number two and three, they had a little bit easier of a time simply because they had a very strict routine. It was get up by 8.30, come have breakfast, you're going to read for half an hour, you're going to fill out your reading log every day, and then you're going to come sit at the table next to mommy computers open and we're going to start doing all of our work that's what we did
0: and they started every single day they started getting up earlier right so then we added and it was right around the time the summer racing club started the school and also the red arrow challenge and it was like okay half hour on the treadmill one of you's tread on the treadmill one of you's reading and then you flip-flop which was great especially when they got into harry potter and they were you know, using, reading the same book and it's like okay well one's reading one's walking they, they do like running. the
3: treadmill it's like an exciting thing for them oh so yeah now they're like a punishment or
1: anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it
0: was first it was like do it for a half hour just to get some physical activity especially when it was cold out still mm-hmm. and the PE teacher hadn't figured out how to do this over so I mean she eventually got it together but those first few weeks she didn't have anything for the kids right um so we had stuff for the keep them moving but now, even over the summer, they get up in the morning, and one is reading, and one is treadmilling, and then they flip flop, and it's no longer oh, you have to do this, you know, it's minimum amount of time. Now they're going for distance, and they're competing with each other. Um, they love it, yeah.
3: Kid number, kids number two and three actually said that they they preferred e-school to regular school because they got to sleep in, and because we had all of the work, and they knew that if we just got it done. And they would have that much more time for the rest of the day to play or lay around or whatever it is that they wanted to do. And they really enjoyed that aspect of it.
0: Enjoyed the only the thing day. they missed was their friends. Yeah, the that social was really time. hard. Yeah. Uh, yes, Kid 3 course. had Flipgrid or whatever.
3: Yeah, they had Flipgrids. The,
0: with the little videos. And like the kids would basically post little videos.
3: teacher would give them a topic every day and she would make one and then she'd say okay now you tell me your favorite stuffed animal or whatever it was for the day and they would each get on and make one and kid number three thought this was fantastic because he liked to be super silly in his and also he would sit there and watch all of them multiple times a day because he's like this is how I get to see my friends I want to I want to see what they're doing. I want to know what their favorite things are. So,
0: you know. I like coming through the room when he was watching them. You hear all these little squeaky voices yeah. of the first graders, whatever they were talking about. Sometimes you couldn't understand them. They were so squeaky because right. most of them were missing teeth. Lots of teeth. <laughs> teeth.
4: Well, I hear you talking about the, uh, with some of your kids, they, they almost appreciated the, st- the structure of it and having that set time. And And I I would, well, first thing I will say is that sleeping in is definitely not a value proposition (laughs) for our daughter, but um, the the structure thing, I would say has, has been a challenge and and would continue to be a challenge, especially while we were finishing up the school year. And I think while there was some structure, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, we weren't able to kind of uh, support it in the same way. And what I mean by that is there wasn't maybe the same amount of, of school work every day. I thought sometimes, sometimes we'd be wrapped up. Sometimes she mm-hmm. would actually still be working on things when I would finish up my own work. Yes. yes. And other yeah, days she would be too. done at 10 a.m. Yes, <laughs> so. we
0: noticed that too. It's Well, in our case, it was, she was done by lunch because she didn't wake up till 10 a.m. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there were some days where it's like, kid, it is – 10 o'clock at night, why are you still doing work in fifth grade? And then the next day, she's done it new. And it's like, so
4: it it brings me back to what you said about almost living, uh, having that independence of a college type lifestyle inside the you know, the op the mindset of a, of a fifth grader. That, <laughs> yes, that's an interesting, uh, an interesting experiment. Not
3: necessarily a good competition, no, no throw in a little ramen noodles and it becomes well and there was
0: some of that she got hooked on ramen noodles where it's like will you please eat some protein for lunch yeah Yeah. because there actually was we she thought they tasted great so we picked up some before they all disappeared from the supermarket and it's like you can't have ramen every day that can't be lunch and then there was one day where she's like can I have it for breakfast well first off it's 10 a.m. so it's brunch second (laughs) no (laughs) Eat something, something real, something nutritious.
4: I think what we've seen is that there's a there's a there's a big difference with structure when it's a, a like a, a literal agenda, like a school day. When she's at school, I mean, you you she's going to know specifically. Um, we're learning this thing first, and then we walk down the hall and do this other activity. But that's one kind of structure. And what we've been trying to do is say here's this big list of options and you can can create your own structure from this list of options and that ain't going so well. No,
3: no, it's a, it's a hard thing (laughs) to grasp, a hard concept. And you really have to be, there has to be like a basic level of self-management for that to work. And I don't think that they're old enough for that. I wonder. Kid um, two,
0: I've tried doing something like that where it's a menu and pick mm -hmm. things. Nope. He goes down it in order. Like it's a checklist. Mm
5: Mm-hmm. Like you have to do it,
0: you have time. to do it, and you have to like do it in the proper order. And it's very, yeah. very rigid, very methodical.
2: We've run into that as well. If, if I say, um, you can have an extra hour of time today, she wants that time added right away. Mm-hmm. And they said, Well, but first, you still have to do what you would all, all, always be supposed to do for the day you know, chores, reading, exercise. Well, but just put the extra time on there and then I'll go do it. And, like,
5: that's not how this is working, <laughs> we're not speaking the
0: same language. Oh, from you know, from 10 to 11, we are scheduled for spontaneous fun. <laughs>
5: exactly,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard that is, that's very much kid two's mentality. It's like, what's the schedule? He's always checking the calendar, he's always checking the agenda board. And even when we we're like, you know what, we'll, we'll look at each other and like, we don't feel like cooking that for dinner what we have planned out. We're going to improvise or we're going to go to the store and get something or we're going to go out, although we don't go out a lot now. <laughs> and Kid 2 is like, no, no, the board says X, what do you mean we're doing Y? It's like, dude, relax. Right.
4: Yeah, I, th- I think that that type of uh, it, it's, it's not so much flexibility and it, it, it it's almost just a way of being able to hold different possibilities in your head at at one time and and be okay with changing your plans, you know, I think she's, our our daughter's more used to having that almost um, rigid uh, clipboard of fun, you know, agenda (laughs) structure, and and when it's it's more loosely structured, but but candidly, I mean, we're still having to kind of manage our own things, so having that menu approach that's, that's kind of what we have to do right now. You know, it's right. not going to be in the business of planning an agenda. And no, while
0: that is, that is a skill, life skill she's going to need down the right. road, she's going into sixth grade. She's not going into freshman year of college. Right. She's got several years and growing up to do where she can adapt to it. It's hard that these kids have had to do it, basically turn on a dime and figure out how to live that kind of well, right. operate in those conditions.
4: And it really was turning on a dime. I, I, that yeah. news that news came very quickly. Um, yeah, and I was amazed at how I was amazed at how quickly you know we had to pivot to that e-learning type of situation and, and being at home.
0: Parents, teachers. I think the teachers did a fantastic teachers job.
3: Did amazing, and they actually spent really? a day yeah. or two before we went into shutdown, teaching the, at least for the fifth graders, teaching yeah. them how to use Google Classroom and mm-hmm. like really getting to know it and exactly what to click in when to do this and that, so that they knew right how to jump into it right
0: at the beginning. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but they almost needed to, like, all right, all parents, parents. get yeah. your rear ends into the school right now and learn how to use all the Google features. Yeah, it
3: was, um, that was a hard day when kid number two had to start using Google Classroom, and he hadn't been taught how to do it, and I had no idea how to do it because kid number one was off, like, in her own know. room doing it. And so his teacher's like, yep, do you, you do this and you do that and you just turn it in this way. And I was like, where's the button to push to take me to these places? And it's kind of awful.
0: There were a few moments with Kit, too, where it's like emailing back for the teacher. She's like, you know, what, never mind. He's good. He did it correctly. I don't know what's wrong with the software. I'll, I'll manually mark him good.
3: It happened multiple times, like several weeks into it that was still happening and I was like, okay, I'm just going to start sending you pictures of like hard copies of his work.
2: I started doing that too Just some of the flip grids wouldn't quite work. Um, We didn't have a back camera on our one laptop so she was getting into all kind of contorted positions (laughs) to take a picture. She's like, I have to get this picture to show that I did it. I'm like, let me just take a picture with my phone, <laughs> and I'll help you out. Because I think the important thing is, is that she did the work. The mm-hmm. secondary is making the flip thread, yeah. and she was focused more on the flip thread. Yeah. So it's kind of helping them prioritize.
3: Kid number three had to use Google Classroom, too, but his was very much, here is what we're doing for the week. Here is every single worksheet or link that you'll need. And then Monday she would say, you'll need this one, this one, and this one. They're all down at the bottom of the list. You can do them. And then she very much wanted us to take a picture of all of the work and then send it in to her when they were done, when he was done for at the end of the day. And that was fantastic. I love that. I was like, yes, I can do this all day long, every day. This is great. No buttons to click. Right. Fantastic.
0: Although, how much of that was a function, too, that Kit 3 had a – I don't want to be mean or offensive, but just say chronologically gifted teacher, relatively speaking, to the other instructors <laughs> that our kids had, and uh, that helped her avoid using the technology no, too. Because she
3: was on there and she figured out flip grids and
0: eventually how yeah. to do
3: powerpoints and things on there too. So I don't think that was it. I think it was just easier for
0: not even a little bit.
3: Maybe a snitch. She's pretty. I good mean, if in. that
0: was me, I would. I'd um, be going. How can I work around this?
3: Oh, I totally would have done that. I would have been like xeroxing worksheets and mailing them off to families every
0: week. I, I
4: um, just because we naturally will interact more with with parents of whose uh, whose who, who children are are near in age to our own daughter. I haven't really had a lot of conversation with other parents who have maybe had to support the e learning environment at say a high school level or a or a more younger uh, so this is interesting to kind of hear some perspective of of different ages because i think there's there's not only i think we've talked a little bit about the the variation in personality between kids and maybe what they gravitate to or don't but i think also the level of school oh, is, yeah, is gotta be i
0: mean to, kid two and kid three uh it probably pretty much took a parent sitting at the kitchen table right. with them kid two you could Bring up the next exercise, the next lesson for like our transition to math. You bring up math for him. Then he, he'd run free, kinda of like how the, the fifth grade girls were doing. Uh kid one needed somebody next to him the entire time. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was very much sit in between the boys, pivot, 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 all day long. Poor kid number four was left to her own devices Monday through Friday. She'd come over and she'd be like, I need a snack. Say okay. Let me teach you how to get a snack so you can do this.
0: Yeah, kid four uh, didn't get the level of enrichment that she normally got. Uh, We'll we'll just be honest. I mean, she watched more Sesame Street than we're even thrilled and we're not comfortable with. But it's like, you know, it was survival time. Let's get the other three through school. Turn on Sesame Street. Here's a tablet. Here's a coloring book. Here's a bottle of bubbles. Go run through the kitchen blowing bubbles going, whee! You know, it's just like. Just anything to keep you from screaming and climbing and clawing the walls and uh, when we finish the schoolwork then it's pivot and play and do an enrichment with kid 4 and just try to help her have a great day but the mornings there was a lot of her with a like, crazy bedhead, half in pajamas, half dressed for the day, laying on the floor with Sesame Street and actually at one point she had two different tablets going. one was playing videos. <laughs> one, she was playing a game on, and with Sesame Street still playing, too. And it's like, holy cow, there's, like, so much wrong with this. We know that, it was, <laughs> in terms of screen time, this is not good, but what are we going to do? At that point, we were, like, three or four weeks into Corona, and we were still trying to just cling on for dear life and make it to the end of the school year.
3: Right. All <laughs> it's definitely not how I envisioned that last year of her just at home with me. No. Um, We like to do a lot. I like to do a lot of reading. I like to do a lot of imagination, play with them, and, um, you know, going on little tiny adventures through town and all kinds of good stuff. And I feel kind of bad that we didn't get to do any of that with her this time. I feel like
0: we missed out. Sure. Careful what you say because, you know, as of right now, we have preschool lined up, but.
3: Look, I mean if she's the whole situation again, if this happens again, it's going to be the exact same situation. (laughs) Except now with some sort of preschool homework on top of it. So Yeah,
0: yeah. what is the preschool homework? I know they had preschool homework. They had packets going home. I don't know. There was something that they they did. They had
3: things. I
4: don't know what those things were, but
0: You ready for like another kid to have homework? No. Which means more homework for us.
4: That's really what it means. Yes. (laughs) It's really homework for us, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Well, when the math problems come home and you look at it, and especially now whether they're doing the Common Core style math or the newer style math, it's like, can we just do it the way we learned it? And at one point, I'm like, you know what? Forget it. And I just broke out calculus to solve the problem.
3: That was a fun day.
0: (laughs) That was a fun day. I'm like... You know, and I, I still make fun of it because my dad did that to me once, and my teacher called me out and said, how did you solve this? And I'm like, well, here's my work. She's like, yeah, how did you solve this? <laughs> I asked my dad. Right, tell your dad we're not doing calculus in third grade.
5: <laughs> and then,
0: sure enough, along come our kids, and it gets to the problem, like, the only way I know to solve this problem is to break out calculus. Which funny. is the first time I've used calculus since changing from engineering to psychology.
3: It was funny. The calculus book came out, the giant calculator came out, and then the giant bottle of whiskey came out. <laughs> and it was a super fun day. And I think that that problem was actually unsolvable.
0: I well, actually, there was a typo in the book that a teacher finally came out. I'm like, yeah, there's a typo. Like, well, that would explain it.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: But I, I did solve it with calculus. <laughs> Although, calculus is the one thing, like, you know, when kids complain, like, well, I'll never use this in my life. Yes, you will use multiplication in your life. I would say calculus is probably the one thing that you can go through life and be a happy functioning member of society and never use calculus. It's me. It's helpful if you're an engineer. It's helpful in certain fields, but you can be a functioning member of society without calculus. You cannot be a functioning member of society and not know addition and subtraction and multiplication. Right. Correct. We all need that. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Right. So now that we are in summer and four months into this, how is your daughter handling an abnormal summer? What strategies or life hacks have you employed to help help her deal with it?
2: We started using some just basic routine tools actually to keep us all sane. <laughs> from, the, from the get-go that I noticed some of them have started to fall apart as we've gone a little further into summer. But, for example, right away I started to do um, – I always menu plan our dinners, but then I started to plan out our lunches as well so that we had, sometimes we just really needed to break the day down even more and make it, let's make it to lunch. Um, this was in the very early stages of, of the pandemic, like, because we, it, I felt like it changed day to day what was going on the news you we were getting. Um, but, like, we're all going to sit down together and have this le- nice lunch instead of just, grab your own and go. Um, we never eat together lunch during the week, so this was kind of a nice thing to do. And then dinners were planned, and so that was a nice thing to come on, too. And then going into summer, um, I needed a break from all of the menu planning mm-hmm. and, the, and the cooking, but we stuck with the, the dinners. Um, and then but we did keep our movie night going, Friday night is movie night, and it's just, it's an easy way to do something as a family, but it's very low effort once you're doing it, so we can relax, so pick a favorite snack or make some homemade popcorn, making the movie is a little tricky sometimes, but it's something that we can count on. And at the beginning of the summer, I would say we were waiting to see, like, which camps would on or not a lot we're like we're gonna wait till july to make our decision but what what do we do for june you know like we need something so that's been hard
4: Um, yeah i think from a a hack perspective for us it's it's been trying to pick a few things we can do consistently and and really anchor ourselves to those so we can count upon them the the movie nights that we do on friday evenings that was the first thing that popped in our mind, and, and we'll each kind of take a turn at choosing something, um, and it's something that as we move through the week, we know that's going to happen. Uh, we're going to sit down together and watch a movie on Friday night, maybe have popcorn or candy or, or something, uh, which we can look forward to. Um, I think, like, an, another thing uh, that, that comes to mind is we've got a couple of small uh, raised garden beds okay. in, our, in our backyard, which... It's kind of a nice, you know, summer, spring, and summertime activity anyway, and and it, it's also something that we don't have to go anywhere, it's, it's right there, mm-hmm. but it is also outside, which is nice, and you kind of get the benefit of, you know, um, working with your hands a little bit to, to tend to the seeds and the plants that are growing, and then you get something cool out of it, too. Which is, yeah.
5: yeah, you get to eat it. That's right. Or that make cocktails day. out of it. You're right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mint.
2: We do have a nice mint plant going
5: as well. There you go.
0: What was it? Earlier this week, we were using thyme, do the whiskey thyme. Very delicious. Yes.
4: Yeah, that yeah I've,
5: been, um, that,
4: I've been doing the traditional julep. The julep
0: done before. a few of those, too.
2: Yeah, we planted the garden in over spring break. And then it got cold again. Oh no! <laughs> if you remember?
3: Yes, it yes. snowed during spring break. And
2: we were like, "Wow, that's great for our garden." Um, but it did finally pick up in late June, and now we're harvesting some stuff gonna Awesome. We did take
4: we did recently take a trip to the local library in town.
0: Um, which how was that? Because yeah. How was have... the
3: library? We haven't been yet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love how we're saying this, like how exotic. <laughs> Tell us about the safari to the library. And there's a
4: card catalog. Ooh! I don't even know if they still have that. Maybe they do. No, um, it was good. It was good. Obviously, there's there's um, protocols in place as you would expect from a health and safety standpoint, and all that was fine. But I, I felt, um, as a family, we hadn't. That's something we'd like to do. All three of us are pretty avid readers mm-hmm. and whatnot and, and it's something that we like to do uh and we hadn't had a chance to go take a trip to the library family since things kind of shut down so so that was that was nice i think one 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 thing that i just thought was absolutely hilarious is we were, we were going through the the bookshelves um our, our my daughter landed upon uh, a set of kind of really similar looking almost like textbooks on the shelf and she's like dad What are these? And I looked and I said, that's a set of encyclopedias. And she said, tell me about this. (laughs) Which was an opportunity.
3: The time capsule.
4: And I, I want you to know that we ended up going home and we successfully checked out Volume A. <laughs> Wait,
3: they let you check out the encyclopedia. Oh, yeah. Well, 2000,
4: the, the, the 2016 version.
0: What do we? Someone's the, still printing
3: encyclopedias from 2016. <laughs> they have current ones that are not. they the Who is using there. an encyclopedia?
2: <laughs> well, our daughter Fascinated decided that's how she's going to do all future research with an encyclopedia, encyclopedia research. You know Lauren's what? If she's using an me.
0: encyclopedia instead of a Wikipedia, yeah. kudos.
2: That's true. Well
4: she she's been reading it, like
0: cover to cover. Cover to cover. She she said, we,
4: after we got home a few days later, I remember her saying, Dad, there's over a thousand pages in here." <laughs> <laughs> Of oh start with A? Thing ever. I love <laughs> this, this is so how much. It was. Yeah, it's just amazing. But yeah, that's always just a funny thing and, and like I I think about like I never would have uh, that so so silver lining. I mean, that was a thing yeah. that just made me laugh <laughs> intensely and it would never have <laughs> had we not taken this trip. Uh, that's and great. So, yeah. So that was well, but, but all in all, I think in terms of hacks, it, it's been trying to find some things that we can still do with consistency that, yes. that are, allow us to kind of anchor, yeah. anchor ourselves to. It and I, to I think
0: it's the same thing at our house. It's consistency and menu planning, and they know, you know they can see. It, like here's the week, here's what we're gonna have for dinner every day, and this is what we're doing every day. And they can go to that board and see it just like they could during a normal school year. I think the summer racing club has helped a lot too because they know that's going to come out every week. There's competition, so they've got something to do. We didn't, we haven't heard. Oh, I'm bored this summer.
3: That's not true. Kid number two said uh, it the other day. He wandered into the okay, kitchen I and he said,
0: "haven't heard. Um, I'm bored."
3: I think that I'm bored. <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean? You think you're bored?" And he goes, "I think I'm bored. I don't know what to do with myself." And I was like, "I have all this right here for you, buddy." And he goes, "I'm not bored anymore." And then he ran away. But yeah, that was that was the only time I heard it. They've been
0: on the trip. I mean, between of course they've been playing video games too, but between reading and trying to get their way through the Harry Potter series, yeah, and running and biking and swimming, they they don't want to. I keep asking them, "Do you guys want to go kayaking?" And They're like, "No, it's too hard." I Love kayaking. That's been
3: our new thing. That's so
0: awesome. Well, for when they go with me, though, they. I have a one-person kayak, but they're small enough where they can sit on my lap, or kid three can sit out front like a hood ornament. And I've got a little paddle, but they quite haven't, haven't figured out how to paddle. I mean, I've got a 12-foot kayak, so that's a and plus my weight in there, sinking it down a little bit. So that's it, a lot to, of boat to move through the water with a kid-sized paddle.
4: Yeah, we we did um, we did have a lot of fun kayaking on on the, uh, one of the local rivers. I think we were trying to find... Now, did your
0: kid go solo or tandem?
4: The first time we went uh, was tandem with me. The second time, she went solo.
0: Awesome. Oh, okay.
4: Which was good. And we really sought that out because we were trying to find, you know, something like a physical activity where we could all get a little exercise. Um and still spend, spend some time together and still do something that we felt was a safe option.
0: I would it's love better. to go with them. I know, like, I've gone out with them when they ride with me and I'm paddling. and They love doing that. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, where's my fishing pole? I can just fish while you paddle around, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. But, um. yeah, Kid 1 probably could paddle. She would herself. probably
3: be okay by herself.
0: Kid 2 doesn't quite get the directional piece of she it. He would wind mm-hmm.
3: up in going in circles.
0: Well, we did that last year. He did um, one of the virtual races and he did the whole grand slam and i think it took us two and a half hours for him to do a half mile of kayaking because he just kept going in a circle and the Uh gps wouldn't register that we went anywhere because we were just pivoting around the same axis so he was pedaling and paddling up a storm but only in
4: (laughs) no we just
0: like sit and spin kid uh kid three is i mean he's strong but He's so high above the water level (laughs) out in front of the kayak with that little paddle yes yeah
4: yeah well the 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 particular route we did i think the the type of kayaking we did was was certainly very nothing super intense you know pretty pretty easy paddle and and the the area where we were there there was one interesting stretch where you went sort of underneath a a bridge of a roadway and the water level was, was high enough where you're not too far from the, the structural underside of the bridge, which is uh, occupied by lots of birds that are <laughs> nesting there, which for oh, our no. daughter was sort of equal parts awesome and terrifying, you know, to see. Yeah, like, these birds that's are, like, cool. because Their birds are sort of chirping and echoing under the bridge, and they that was a little bit of an adventure. You.
2: And we reassured her. You could tell right away they're not, they're just trying to protect their nest. They're not attacking or squawking at you. But they're That's just getting kind of busy. For, and there's many of them.
5: So, to
4: wow.
2: paddle under that.
3: It's, you know, it's a dark space anyway. It
2: and
4: gets you, quieter yeah. when you're living.
0: We've, we've talked about doing that as a family trip. We just haven't because. We have
3: because the little ones are so little yeah. right now. Like physically little. I age little. Um.
0: There's also the, uh, the other major kayaking route in the south part of the county we've wanted to do. The problem is uh, you can only go one way on that one. You can go okay. you can up and come back to the launch. If you go downriver from the launch, which normally would take you out to Lake Michigan, which would be awesome, uh, the water level is so high that uh, a couple of years ago I heard when the lake level started coming up, it's like okay, well you got to lay completely flat in your kayak to go underneath one of the bridges. And now there's not enough room to do that unless you hop out of your kayak. There's enough room for the kayaks to go through, but you have to go in the water, hang on to the side. Come up cuz the water is right almost at the road, the bottom of the road deck.
4: Oh, thank you.
0: But you can go, up, you can go upstream and turn around.
4: So that that was fine. I was happy that we were able to find an activity that was something new um, because thus far during this during this time period, we've been relying on some things that we okay, we, we know we'll enjoy this, uh, watching a movie, family movie night. But that was a new activity, so that was nice to find. That's yeah. cool. Awesome.
0: Are you ready to take her out on the big lake yet? I'm not
2: ready for the big lake. Yet.
0: On a, on a calm day. There's been a few calm days the past few weeks.
2: It had for sure. It'd have to be a calm day. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about going down south to do a different river as an option, just to see. Because we noticed a big difference from the one day we went it was very still and calm and then the next day it was windier and she paddled her heart out <laughs> came back to the livery. So that was a good experience for her. She had to work really hard and she was solo and we couldn't, it, we were, the way that those kayaks are, I couldn't grab her, you know, to pull her in. I was like, sometimes you can connect them.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: and these I wasn't able to quite do that and keep paddling. So, so she
4: worked really hard. I wonder how it would be out on the lake. It, it came at a, I thought it was, it was a really good opportunity though because I think we both took advantage to reemphasize hey, look what you were able to accomplish. Yeah. I know that yeah. was hard, but you, you stuck with it mm-hmm. and you made it back. I mean, she was fighting against the, you know, the waves and the wind mm-hmm. the whole way back and, and I knew she was tired, but I felt like uh, it was it was kind of a good way to point out, hey, you know, with with persistence and you set your mind to it, you can look what you can do. So that was that was kind of a nice
0: nature. Kind of gave us that opportunity. To... And did she go to bed early too?
3: Did she sleep really well that night? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> She's very. Inconsistent.
4: Yeah. It was a there's a rolling dice with her.
3: All right, so we're gonna throw some topics at you, and you can just sort of. Tell us if, if your levels of doing them have gone up or down, stayed the same, or non-existent. Okay. okay. Um, how have you, have you guys been doing more excursions into public places or less or stayed the same since COVID started? Well,
4: less. Yeah, for sure less.
3: Same. <laughs> also less. <laughs> Especially for the kids. They yeah, almost never go anywhere.
0: A lot less so. and definitely not with the kids that often just starting to now as things have opened back up we were starting to make our way out to occasionally like we've taken them out to a restaurant once for outdoor dining
3: that was a big deal
0: and like we mentioned before like we just finally took all four finally to a store which even then it was costco so it's like there's plenty of room to socially distance there how about uh for you all eating out um very minimally and, and i think we
4: have done um for some local places that have offered a carryout option. We we have done that, but um, boy, yeah, I, I think for me once or twice in, in this whole time frame and only just lately.
2: Right. We, yeah, we ate outside. We went in and ordered at Culver's and came out and ate outside. <laughs> that was a big test it out. But I think we realized we enjoy if we can't go and dine in and be served and have a sit-down meal, we just rather would eat at home and have our own food. It's kind of odd. Like the carry-out, we did more to support our local restaurants, um,
5: but it just wasn't the same.
4: No, the reason we we realized the reason we enjoyed going out to a restaurant was. That, that whole experience of not having to do anything <laughs> right you know and and if you um uh if you're if you're getting carry out even you're still doing some something
0: right? uh, oh definitely
4: but it, yeah I, I think we were happy to want to try and support especially some locally owned restaurants and some folks that we know if you know, in the community this is their livelihood and things so just trying to help support them with the carry out yeah mm-hmm.
0: we've done the same with some local establishments support the carry out, and that was going on. And then, well, we've only been out to eat once. Yeah. Outdoors, and that was another local mm-hmm. establishment, and it was—I mean, it was pizza, but
3: it was the best pizza though. <laughs> it was well, it was so good.
0: pizza and it was beer.
3: Yeah. Yes. Super yummy. How about using grocery delivery services?
2: Did I do? I. A shopper where, but then I went and had it and I went and picked it up.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And this
2: was probably in April. I was disappointed. Uh, oh no! It, it just, they, I said, you know, if, if they didn't have this substitute, the substitute, mostly whatever brand you have, specifically like toilet paper, don't care, just need toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was some other items I'm trying to think of, like, that I wanted. Did you at
0: least get, get some things. sort of toilet paper or did I you end no, up with paper towel?
2: I got no toilet paper. <laughs> oh no. And I was so sad. <laughs> but maybe 30% of the items on my list I didn't get at all. Oh my and it just wasn't an option. Um, and so my, my what I put in the cart and what I ended up getting were vastly different. Um, and then somebody later had told me that. You know that if they have like a high schooler working at or a college student home working at, they would just—they don't look very hard to make the substitute. They're just trying to get through the orders as fast as they can because they're oh. backed up. They have so many people. Um, so I so you know what? I'm just—it's easier for me to make those decisions on the fly in the store myself. I'm just gonna keep going to the mm-hmm. store.
3: My um, my use of the grocery delivery service drastically reduced once we were in quarantine. I had been doing it just like regularly um, in normal times because I really hate going to the store, but it got... Especially
0: in the evening once people off the you know major employers around here would let out, after 5 o'clock, if oh. you forgot something, you need something like, oh, we got to bring cupcakes for you know, somebody's birthday All tomorrow or whatever a party. It's like, well, we don't want to run and Deal with the stuff at the store. Everyone's doing their evening shopping. We'll just get the delivery service to bring it to us. Right. Because so you that... need you need like thirty five bucks, which for a family of six coming up with thirty five dollars of groceries you is just nothing. Draw an
3: extra toilet paper and everything is get fine. Um, but then once we went into quarantine, like I could never get an actual time slot on my
0: or it'd be like two days out. Yeah.
3: yeah, or it would be two days out or something ridiculous. Or once I would finally get one, I would say I need all of these things and the person would come back and say yeah like 75 percent of this is not in the store so what do you want me to do and i'd be like i don't know the answer to that question well, and this right. is super frustrating right now there so. was that like
0: guilt too of because there were a lot of people who could not go to stores and absolutely needed that service and it yeah. was like well we really could go to the store so let's go to the store yeah. even yeah, though that was anxiety like, producing when this first thing hit yeah. because it was like Okay, let's put an order into Amazon and get a whole bunch of like rubber gloves. And you know, it's like, all right, we're going to the the hazmat zone. You know, right? You were afraid to
2: touch things. Yes.
0: Or let's leave the groceries that don't need to go in the refrigerator
5: in the garage. In the
0: the garage or we'll put them in the garage refrigerator in quarantine before they come into the house refrigerator.
3: Yeah. No, but um.
0: Well oh, it's Michigan so a lot of it stayed on the back deck too.
3: I don't know that yeah. once someday when things go back to normal, maybe. If we'll go back to using grocery delivery, I'm not sure it's
0: I mean it was convenient. It's
3: convenient, but I'm not really sure that it's like I need it, you know. So I'm not sure we'll be doing that very much anymore. Yeah.
5: I don't
3: know. How about online shopping like with Amazon or other big stores?
2: Amazon is a place we rely on quite a bit in normal times. Um, In general, online shopping is a big thing. Um, It's just easier, I don't have time to run around. around. Um, And also we live in a small town and a lot of the places that we go to aren't nearby. Yep. So it was online, but oddly enough during quarantine, I feel like our shopping and purchasing in general just dropped off a lot altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, at least for the first half of it. Now it's started to pick up a little bit more. Don't really understand the reasons behind that all together, but it um, was like we just didn't as long as we had groceries and toilet paper, I felt like I was good. We were safe. Yeah. I was taking care of my family. Same.
0: I would yeah, well I would say our overall purchases have gone down, but the percentage coming from online has gone up. Mm-hmm. And even groceries, certain like non perishables that can survive the trip through Amazon delivery or UPS or the mail, like let's just order it online and get there. Cause you know, instead of running to, you know, the next largest city, city, I don't know. You want to call it a city? Yeah. Whatever things we can't get right here. Well, we can make that long run and deal with the hassle or we could just order it. Right. It's like, I'll just order it. Yeah. I
4: I think for us it's, um, there's there's just a whole lot of things that we are not as particular about having them evaluate choices, you know, and, and if I can if I could just do that via scrolling through an internet browser, that's a heck of a lot easier than going somewhere to do it. I think like on the grocery piece that's that's kind of a big difference where you know, you know maybe if it's if it's fresh food or vegetables or you're not quite sure what what varieties or options you you'll have like that's probably a, a type of shopping that you you want to have more control over in yeah. the moment
0: well we'll say too with the the fewer trips and the more online shopping not to mention all the well all the working from home and no coaching and everything and no hockey I what gassed up my Truck twice in four yeah, it's months. It's been really nice. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> just like, well, I'll just take the the family minivan then because it's more comfy than my truck.
4: <laughs> That's right. My my car that I really use exclusively just to drive back and forth to work. Anyway, like I I feel like I've tried to find opportunities to just take it out and 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 you know drive around the neighborhood. And I, I'm, I'm, is this, is sitting here for so long with you know and with no usage so, oh yeah i don't I can't even remember the last time
0: I my truck has the kayak car. rack so i was like "Oh, i'm gonna go kayaking and this was the beginning of summer i went to go start my truck and the battery dead i have no idea how long it was dead for because that was may we've been locked up since march so <laughs> sometime in that time my battery just finally died yeah.
5: mm-hmm.
0: and it was it was to the point where it was so old that i couldn't charge it because i do have a charger took it and the guy's like yeah it's eight years old it's time I'm like yes i think the life expectancy on a battery now is four years for a car it was due but still i was like i have no idea at what point during those months where i wasn't driving my truck yeah. that, that it just finally died
4: yeah yeah i think i i think i've been down the road to the hardware store a couple of times to pick pick up some yeah. things that i needed i needed like i need this right now so I, I have to go get it with uh uh, and and that's that's it. You know, just there and back, and then mm-hmm. it's back in the garage for yeah. You know, however long.
0: Well, in terms of, so we'll do uh, kids first, but social interactions, wait for at the kid level, up down seemed non-existent.
2: i to say it went down for sure, and then we tried to just slowly ease back in, based on comfort levels and and a lot of times how well we know the other family. Mm-hmm. Um. Outside, mostly
3: outside only in action so far. Still, this is where we're at. Yeah. Um, our our kids have basically had. Kids two, three, and four have had like non-existent social interactions other than with their, their siblings, siblings, or on the rare occasion that we've had friends come over and they've brought their kid, or their kids. Then or they've kid. seen outdoor interactions. For outdoor yeah. interactions only, um, but kid number one has definitely had the most active social life um because she's in girl scouts and we were lucky enough to have a girl scouts meeting recently so that was a really big deal because she was like
5: this is all of my friends and i can see them in person
3: this is amazing plus she goes and she runs and some of her she friends runs. have been joining her with
1: that
0: yeah we've had we've had a few out for the morning runs and then um Well, she's got her iPod, so she's got Messenger through that, Messenger kids, and the school left Google Hangouts on for the kids, too. Usually they clamp that down in the summer for the fifth graders, but they decided because of these circumstances to leave it on. So she's got kids through that. So she's been talking to a lot of kids. So compared to like when this fall first started, her social interactions are, I mean, it took a nosedive and now it's starting to come back up. But the other three, it's like non-existent, other than their siblings. And kid one just is like, miss my friends, but they're too young really to be put them on, even on a kid version messenger. Plus, they're boys.
3: Yeah, they don't really want to sit in front of a screen and be like, "Hey, dude, what are you doing? Well, let me tell you about my Lego guy over here." Like, it's just dumb. So yeah. it's they miss their friends, but at the same time, they don't want to actually have that online interaction mm-hmm. with each other, so I think if we could get them in person with their friends, they love it, they'd be thrilled, but not, I, I am not super comfortable with it just yet.
2: It's a lot of extra work on the parents right now, I feel like it's kind of navigating, like, well, how comfortable are you? Are your bathrooms okay? Is yeah. snack and food okay? Is, yeah. Like, do you hand sanitize before? Like, it's just a lot, and it's it's overwhelming, and it just seems easier if the kids are more or less happy and content to just
5: keep doing
0: what you're doing. Yep. I think we're, we're just kind of in for the, the tip of the iceberg here, too, because even tonight at dinner, um, well, today we got an email that uh, what was originally going to be spring hockey starting up the Monday after spring break, they then became summer hockey which has now been pushed to late summer hockey. We just got to notice, like, we are starting on the week of the 27th, and here's the schedule, and we're going to cram it all in before – actually, it's going to overlap into school, but it's right. compensating for when school starts. And kid number two at dinner is like, am I going to have to wear a mask on the ice? And it's like, well – well, first he said, am I going to have to wear a face mask? I'm like, well, yes, because you're not an adult, and you're not a professional player. <laughs> of course you're going to wear a face mask. Well, I don't know if I want to wear a mask. And I'm like, I'm still thinking hockey helmet. I'm like, well, you don't wear a cage because he wears a full shield. He wears a full plexiglass shield. I'm like, you always wear a mask. Well, what if I have to wear like a mask over my mouth? I'm like, so what if you do? You like wearing it. You think it's cool. Plus you wear a full shield. It's like, what's the problem? I don't know. So then like he's, we're watching him at the dinner table trying to process what it's going to take so he can be back on the ice near his friends interacting with them and doing what they do. But also he's aware and the stresses of there's this thing going around and you got to have protection and cover up and you can't get too close. But now they're in basically in an enclosed area in a building surrounded by plexiglass on the ice.
3: With him, um, he's very sensitive to what other kids are either having to do or not having to do. For example, we would go to open skates and he would see his friends skating without a helmet whereas we made him wear a helmet because we we're always afraid that he's gonna fall and like knock out all his teeth or something right
0: To be fair, the rink owner makes his own children right. wear helmets
3: but his actual friends never wore their helmets and it got to be a point where he would like throw a temper tantrum because he did not want to have to wear his helmet on the ice and he couldn't understand why we were being so terrible and making him wear this helmet and i think he sort of felt like um sort of ostracized by it and it it turned into like a thing so i'm wondering if maybe he thinks that he's going to be the only one having to wear a mask underneath his face guard
0: as of right now the usa hockey guidelines do not call for that okay yeah
3: but just for kid number two and his personality and the way that he usually thinks i i wonder if this is a part of it for him
0: but in terms of like coverage over his face, kid number two wears more no, over I'm his not, face not than not already on it like pre-COVID than the rest of because the rest of the family we're all wearing it, just a cage.
3: I'm always worried that he's gonna sneeze when he's inside of his face helmet because it, it is just a plexiglass <laughs> like nothing's coming out of that thing. Yeah, I'm just gonna fly back. <laughs> it's awful.
0: Having having been one of his coaches and like seeing him when he's really skating hard, you can see where like the spit has been flying on the screen in front of him. It's like it's not going anywhere. He hasn't sneezed yet, but (laughs) it's gross in there, especially now that he's getting older. used to be he'd be out skating hard the whole time. and never broke a sweat. Now he's getting sweaty and stinky, and it's just going to get worse. It's going to be like the high school kids at an ice rink is one of the worst things ever.
3: It's it's bad. You should be very happy that your kid does not want to play hockey so that you never have to smell this. It's awful.
0: High schoolers, like, seal up their bags and let it ferment until the next time they go to the rink. Yeah, that's bad. All right. Social interactions though for grown-ups amongst the adults.
2: Oh,
0: well, that's been high. For sure that's been re- reduced.
4: It's it's gone down. I, I think I, I would say for for both our daughter and for us. I think that's that's one of the things that I is is up near the top of my list in terms of having anxiety and and like long-term worry about is just um missing out on that and and how are we going to do that when, when Holly was talking a moment ago of kind of having to run through this checklist of what are you okay with and then who's doing the who's the doing the accommodating of the other person in any of these social interactions that's isn't that just so exhausting you it know? is yes and and I just worry about like how, how what what is getting past this going to look like, and and how are we going to adapt to it? And you know, I am I'm, I'm certainly not dismissive of the importance of all that. I'm just trying to point out that's added a whole lot of complexity to something that really wasn't that difficult in the past. <laughs> yeah. Making plans, making plans yeah. and hanging
0: out, and then now it's like who's following? You know, who's actually being safe and not? And yes, we can get together and hang out. And I don't know. It's just been. Well, I, I talked about it on a podcast a while ago. It was getting complicated with various circles of friends and ones where it's like, well, we're home hanging out. We, you know, we're on unemployment and, you know, it's two in the afternoon. Come hang out and drink with us. It's like uh, I've got a family. I've got work to do. I got things to do. I can't drop everything and just come hang out with you guys sitting around drinking. And it, it that, of course, had social stresses. It's like, well, why not? you work from home. You got a flexible schedule. It's like, I still got to work. I don't want to be up till like three in the morning because I went in the middle of the afternoon and went drinking with a bunch of people. Plus I'm going to have an upset wife who like got left home with the kids and didn't get to go out drinking with her friends.
3: Nope. Um, But also it's hard when you've got one circle of friends who's taking this very seriously and they're doing all their precautions and they're being super careful. And then you've got another circle of friends who are not taking any precautions and are very dismissive of everything that you're trying to do to keep you and <laughs> your group halfway in between safe, uh, safe and healthy. Yeah. Um, so there's like headbutting
0: in yeah. between
4: I
3: friends think, and that kinda of, sucks. I, okay.
4: I think that, that applies to friends and it, it can also apply to family.
3: For sure. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely.
4: Um, which which adds a lot of complexity. A lot. I mean I, I think we're sort of bracing ourselves for you know, what a eventually we're going to have some holidays roll around here and, yeah. and what's that going to look like and what are those conversations going to be like and oh for i haven't
3: even thought of the holidays i, don't I don't really know can't i came
2: up but it did the other day and, i mean our families are all out of town so it means travel it means overnight stays and i just think that's a big question mark for everybody right
0: now well what's us let's say even i mean Looking at the science, if the science is done correctly, a, a good, tested, validated vaccine before the holidays roll around is—it's nuts to think that's going to actually happen. Uh, but it might, based on what they're putting out there. Uh, we'll see what happens. But short of that happening, or I mean, even if it does happen, then we enter into the whole anti-vaxxer world versus the anti-mask world. There's going to be something. And then like families are, there's always somebody in every family. And if it wasn't anti-vaxxing or vaxxing or mask versus no mask, everybody's family's got the, somebody's got some sort of issue going on. I mean, we've got an election coming up. There's going to be the politics. There's gonna be a, Thanksgiving is going to be a fight no matter what. Uh, the
5: holidays are for 2021. Yeah. I like that plan. I you think know, that
0: is maybe maybe that's the silver lining is, oh, we can't come join you this year to fight yes. about, like, who's married and who's not and all that stuff because, oh, COVID. That'll be our scapegoat right there. Oh, oh nope. It's COVID.
5: We
3: can't go
0: in. We don't, we don't need to fight about who won the election and no. who didn't. Hopefully it's settled by then and we're not, like, doing legal challenges at Thanksgiving, but, you know. It's happened before. Maybe it's just like, we're just going to stay home.
5: COVID,
0: COVID, yes. yes. Sure, COVID.
3: We are in a pandemic. We cannot come have turkey with you. The end. We will zoom you when it's time to carve the turkey. It'll be fine.
0: I mean, Um, even if it's, who are the Lions going to lose to in the NFL? And does the Washington NFL team have a name yet? There'll be some sort of controversy and fight going on at Thanksgiving. There how always to, is how to cook the turkey i've seen actual fights break out about how to cook the turkey at thanksgiving or at your house how to do the bread rolls
3: this is this is a three grown thing.
0: adults having a huge <laughs> argument over the bread rolls
3: because it's important and if it's not done right then everything falls apart and then the day <laughs> after thanksgiving is a mess because nobody has the right kind of bread for the turkey sandwiches
0: your brother and i were going just break out the Jack Daniels, and I'll go chill <laughs> out and stop talking about bread and fighting over it. It's important. And then we got yelled at.
5: Because it's important.
0: Yeah, well, it's bread.
3: It is. Pretty sure you know that. Anyways.
0: TV movie and, or TV and movie viewing time oh. in the age of COVID. Yeah, I would actually say I think that's been about the same. I, I,
4: don't, I don't think we've seen that really... Uh, move in, in either direction I, I, I think we have made more of an effort to be more thoughtful ab- about what we're doing ch- because I think for su- for some of that is it, family time together that maybe wasn't in the past I'll say I'll give one example that I think is kind of funny because I coming into this year there's no way I would have predicted that this is how we'd be spending some <laughs> of our time in the evening uh, in terms of a family activity but one of the things we started to do, a few weeks ago and for me it has a lot to do with almost just an escapism element to sort of take take my mind but maybe not in the way that you're thinking is it, we're, we're watching and streaming this this old series from the 1970s called little house on the prairie oh that's oh, magnificent wow. i love it little house on the prairie with with michael landon yes and um melissa gilbert, melissa gilbert um, <laughs> laura Ingalls wilder yeah you know so it's Number one, it's, um, it's obviously a totally different setting, and it's got totally different themes. That's vastly different than anything you're seeing today. But I, I've I've actually kind of enjoyed enjoyed that. So that we um, watching TV more in the sense of you know nineteen seventies I like uh, it family dramas. <laughs> okay. There's definitely more of that. But uh, all in all, I think about the same. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. It's just
2: for sure. Jeremy said it's more intentional. We started this in the evening watching the show together. That was something we hadn't done except for movie night. Because I think we at the end of the day while school was still in session, we just needed something to like ah and we could all do it together to just breathe. And so mm-hmm. we started watching Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy together, back to back. It was like we could it be a little challenge, we could try to guess the puzzles. But then our daughter got tired of that she's like kind of like the same and it's hard I mean it is hard for her I mean, every now and again she'd get something but not often um and she had been reading Laura Ingalls Wilder the book she oh cool the collection and we're like we, you we used to watch that when we were kids <laughs> come to find out what are there like 13 seasons i mean it is a lot
3: that's a lot series. oh my goodness
0: i mean i remember like my sisters are huge into it so it was always on in our house i didn't realize there's 13 seasons i was thinking the like seven
3: in
2: each
0: the prairie as it turns out is an active place <laughs> <laughs> there's a
2: lot going on but there there's like 20 some episodes in each season So there's a lot of oh, content holy cow there a lot of content so it
3: is it's been fun that. that's neat i like it
0: yeah. i think at our house i actually say would say it's up it's for sure up. it's up partly because um they're not at school Does
1: count?
0: <laughs> 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 they're they're not at school that's yeah no, that's coming oh, up help. uh they're, they're not at school so like even when they lunch in the cafeteria they're just talking to friends lunch at home well my favorite thing to do when i come out of my my little hole where I'm working in and I'm making lunch and having lunch is I turn on ESPN news and I have Dan Levittard and Stu Gatz on. And now my kids are now familiar with all the usual characters off that radio show and the TV nice. broadcast of it, which is a little scary to think about. And then in the evenings, I think we end up like, well, we're not going to sports. Right. Uh, I'm not going to the hockey rink. I'm not going to do commissioner duties, even on nights when I don't play. Uh-huh. So I end up sitting on the couch, playing on my laptop, and getting work there done. on there. And when I'm done with that, you know, it's like, what are we going to watch? Well, okay, first we're going to spend a half hour f- scrolling through Netflix. Then we're going to switch over to another half hour of uh, going through Amazon Prime, and then we'll eventually find something.
3: It's not like sunscreen. I know. You're putting too much on. That's ah. It's too much. One, one spray per leg.
0: Well, she won't get bit, then.
5: Oh my
3: god! <laughs> it's so much chemicals. Okay, sorry. It was just she's over there spraying right, the same so the spot next like family... four times and then rubbing so, it. In.
0: Next family movie should be Toxic Avenger. It's so much,
4: <laughs> but it's but it's nothing like the. Uh, fog machine <laughs> that was used over my little league bleachers when i was a kid oh man and they did the, the our neighbor the backpack that's like <laughs> they used to do our neighborhood like
0: that in florida they would come through with a pickup truck that just put out a fog over oh, the man. whole neighborhood
4: I'm like, I'm like what you know well, my, it's, it's, my throat is burning like, what? <laughs> i'm thinking back on that and just that had to be so terrible that was not everybody good for you. just sat there and let it happen like <laughs> Oh, was
1: the no more
0: bugs tonight. This is good. Well, it's like the commercials wow. they do. It used to be the mesothelioma <laughs> ones and all the other ones, carcinogens. And yeah. then now it's like, did you ever use Roundup? And I'm like, are you kidding? I still have it in the garage. <laughs>
5: <Look at> <laughs> <this>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I got the little battery powered thing that spray weeds. Yeah.
5: Well.
0: <laughs> Actually, that one's a uh, different brand. <laughs> oh,
3: well, probably a good thing.
0: Yeah, different lawsuit. All right, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: um, move on to the next one. Okay.
3: So, how about your screen time usage, both for yourselves and for your kid?
0: That,
4: that's um, I think that's absolutely gone up mm-hmm. a lot. Sure. Yeah. I I think, um, at a basic level, obviously for 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 work and school, we're in front of a screen because we have to. Um, and then I think, just looking for, um. When you're looking for entertainment or or ways to spend your leisure time inside that that's a that's our connection to the outside and and there's just a whole lot of options whether it be video games or movies tv um facetime chats all
0: all those type of things so i think that's that's definitely gone up oh i definitely think the uh, american medical association and the uh whatever the association of pediatrics they can take their recommendations and just shut up until COVID's done.
3: They can. We, yeah.
0: we get it. We're All our kids and all of us as adults are getting way too much screen time, but uh, I don't need to see another reminder show up on social media that we're getting too much. It's like, noted, it's a trying time. We're all getting through it. No, shut I, up.
3: I had to take kid number three and four for their um, yearly checkups right, I think, maybe the second week of the shutdown. And I didn't cancel because they both had vaccines that they needed to get. So I was like, no, you have to go. Um, So we get in there and the doctor walks in and he's got his checklist of questions. And he goes, okay, how about screen time? You know, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends blah, 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 blah. So how are you doing with that? And I was like, yeah, uh, we're not following that at all. We are (laughs) way up here. And he just sort of stopped and he looked at me and I was like, I can lie to you if that would make you feel better, (laughs) but I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell you they're in front of the screen every single day, pretty much all day long because
0: kid number three. Just say the Rona. Well,
3: I did, but kid number three (laughs) has e-learning, and that is all on the computer. And kid number four has three older siblings who are also e-learning, and I have to be available to help them all day long. So she is watching all of the Muppet babies, and she's got her little tablet, and she plays it non-stop she's great at working a tablet now um but he just (laughs) he just shook his head and left and he was like it's fine everybody says that right now too and i was like well that's good
0: her uh her tablet repertoire is actually expanding because my uh my parents have a few rentals and somebody left an ipad in it and they you know the person did not leave a forwarding address they just took off and they're like well whatever here can you make this thing work so i Plugged it in and charged it up, and they tell me, Yeah, we think it's an iPad 5. I'm looking at it like, This doesn't look like a 5. And I don't remember them actually numbering them all the way to 5. They started changing the retina and everything else. So I boot this thing up and I get into the about it. Had operas- operating system 5. I think we're on 13 right now. Okay. <laughs> for iOS 13. And then I started looking at the specs and I'm, I'm like, Downloading apps and everything. And like most of my, the apps that I have wouldn't download to it like you must have at least version 10 or at least version nine or at least version eight and i'm like holy cow how old is this thing uh and then it's like must have a camera uh, or a, a backside camera i'm like this is not the backside flip it over oh, what do you know no backside camera oh. then it's like must have a camera period i'm like holy cow oh <laughs> and <laughs> i dig deeper i'm like it's an ipad one
3: oh it's huge <laughs> and oh, it's no, like... super heavy and
0: the only thing it will run will be our little kid games that we already had downloaded so I was like loaded up I'm like okay kid four have it fun so cute. she's walking around with this giant ipad one
3: it's like half the size of her it's hysterical so she's playing
0: with this thing while playing with her amazon fire kid yeah. thing and then she gets a hold of one of the other ones ipad or ipods it's like you're three you're playing with three tablets at a she time has like a
3: multimedia system set up and then she's like mommy Turn on Muppet Babies. I want to watch it, and I'm like, "You don't need a show. You're watching. You're playing all the games. Everything is fine."
0: Her pediatrician's so. head's gonna explode if we like do a snapshot of like this is how much screen time this kid's getting simultaneously.
4: That screen over there is like, idle. That's not
0: it. A- <laughs> how about healthy eating habits? I
2: actually think that we're eating healthier because we're not eating out as much. Um, we're cooking from home and I have time to try some new recipes, to experiment with some healthier things, um, so that's been fun to do.
4: Yeah, we've, Holly's, um, I think Holly mentioned earlier, we have, we, we have the opportunity to have lunch together every day, which which is new and unique, and we pretty regularly will have a salad, you know, so like kind of a lunch salad, um, so. I can say like that's that's typically maybe not what I would be having <laughs> uh, if if I was left to my own devices so to speak. So I, I think for sure I'm I'm benefiting from the work that she's done, you know, kind of planning for our meals and, and things like that. So uh, interestingly, I think yeah, not eating out as much and eating more homemade food has been
0: a, a benefit for us.
3: I think we're eating healthier
4: too. I, th-
0: I think we are too. We're definitely for the not same going reason, out. We're not uh, some of the kids' lunches make me cringe, but that's because I'm here and I can see what they're eating in cringe. Looking back and really thinking about it, it's like, well, they pack their own lunches. And while we do spot check and we do say you gotta have a piece of fruit, you've gotta you know you can't have
3: eighty seven cookies
0: for your main entree for your lunch, but um it's still, you know, carb heavy <laughs> usually for like some of them. And you know, them having a bowl of ramen at lunch well that's carb heavy too but you know what they would have while they wouldn't have had a ramen they probably would have had a super thick bread sandwich with like a piece of cheese and a piece of meat in it yeah or all cheese
3: i mean they're they're pretty much eating the same thing that they ate when we were in you know school.
0: what they're having for lunch that they didn't have at school No. they occasionally have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich oh there that's was, true
3: because we don't send peanut butter to school i'm always yeah, super right. nervous about that so.
0: that would probably be the the one big difference but overall yeah they probably are eating healthier because we aren't going out to eat much
3: right um kid number four has sort of <laughs> devolved her sandwiches she's just started requesting pieces of meat or just globs of peanut butter <laughs> on a plate with a spoon and I'm with a like, side of
0: bread she's gonna
3: eat it i don't really care <laughs> she likes it deconstructed
4: yeah, yeah.
0: Nice. maybe she's culinarily uh yeah. ahead of her time there we go yeah, maybe. pretty edgier cuisine
4: yeah presentation
0: matters how about like and this is for the adults uh clearly the alcohol consumption up down same non-existent I think it's about relatively matters. speaking we're not like digging too deep here
4: I, I, yeah i think it's it's stable and consistent <laughs> <laughs> um I, yeah it's you know I, I and i think we're oddly like um we're we're preparing food at home, but there's also an opportunity to prepare, like a cocktail at home, or, mm-hmm. or do something like that. And um, and we'll, I think we're thinking more, oh, we can pair the pair this with, you know, try try this out. We were talking earlier about, you know, mint or thyme, growing you know, right herbs in our garden and things, and, and making, uh, creating things like that. So, I think I think it's about the same, but um, maybe. Uh, you know, it's obviously it's at home and, and we're making it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in many cases um, from our own stuff. So. What do you think, Jess?
3: I think it might have gone up a little bit.
4: Because
5: mm.
3: before we were in quarantine, I don't remember having like cocktail hour every single day. It was more
5: every other day, every Thursday. But day. it's
0: well, the other but, thing, it's a cocktail right. instead of like waiting to the weekend or to hockey and having multiple cocktails. Exactly. But then mm-hmm. having several days with nothing. I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, maybe Jeremy it, and Holly are talking about with out. like a cocktail with dinner or after dinner. Mm-hmm. It does kind of even out a little bit. The I will say with the the plethora of Zoom happy hours early on mm-hmm. in quarantine, if, if you'd asked me then, I probably would have said it was up. Because right. like every circle of friends wanted to get together and it turned to like, holy cow, this is turning into a happy hour mm-hmm. every night of the week. I can't, I like this is just too much for me. But a... A cocktail,
5: yeah
0: not a big deal, and probably it probably averages out the same or a little bit less. <laughs> aren't you the one where we missed our perfect score on our uh pre wedding inventory we had to do with the priest?
3: Oh, yeah. yes,
0: <laughs> because it's like it's something like the the drinking level concerns me, and it's yeah. like, and I'm like. <laughs> And it turned out, like, he's like, you think Marco drinks too much? Because, yeah, no, was, I think I drink
3: too it much. Was, it was seriously, like, a sitcom I filled out the forums, gave them to the priest, and he's sitting there, and he goes, so, Jessica, you think Marco drinks too much? And I was like, what? No, I drink as much as he does. And he was like, that's not better. And honest to God, I have no other memory of how our meeting went other than, like, a giant laugh track in my head. So.
0: Well, then I was frustrated because uh, one of my sisters had scored a perfect score on what? that same inventory, and I'm like, well, we, we of course, need a yeah, perfect score. We, you know, we can't beat them. We can't beat perfect, but they we got to be perfect. Cheated. They probably did. Uh, she probably got to you know, like, send in some, like, Secret scroll, uh super spies to steal a <laughs> copy of it and, like, study it and tell her husband what you know, her husband to be. These are the answers you're going to give.
2: We should have another episode here
0: yeah,
4: for that. that. We think... have it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think the 3 inventory questions could um uh... That could be a
0: standalone at least we scored high enough where we didn't have to go to like the weekend retreat
4: yeah
0: we were got away with the, the one meeting because we didn't have time to do the we were, we were planning our wedding from Florida we got married up here in Michigan like we had time for one meeting and one meeting only so like we got to do good on this I almost blew it we had it no I mean you, you did blow our perfect score but we were well above the <laughs> threshold of having to go to the weekend retreat
3: that's true
2: I think we had a choice like retreat or meet with Like another married couple over a course of like how long? While (laughs) (laughs) and like have dinner and talk about marriage, married (laughs) like that was kind of awkward. Nothing awkward about that. Nope.
0: No, but that would be a fun podcast later on. For sure. Put that in the inventory for like winter. Get a few married couples together and see how this goes. Yeah.
5: Speaking
0: yeah, speaking of cocktails, that would be a cocktail night. For sure. <laughs>
3: we may need to get a couple of bunks ready. <laughs> <laughs> we have a spare room in the basement.
0: Yeah. Might need to do it when it's not too cold. Put the tent out here with an there air mattress. Go. It's like, all right, we'll get one couple here. Put somebody down in the basement. Bodies just all over the couches.
3: Yep, solid plan.
0: All right, the the not fun question: stress and anxiety since COVID started. Just in general, stress and anxiety.
2: Well, way up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for
0: sure. Uh, it's a, through the roof. We're trying to keep th- everything as normal as possible for the kids, but especially kid two, you can tell his anxiety and his stress levels up.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Kid three, I mean, he's little. He, he's.
3: He expresses his anxiety in the form of being a giant butthead.
5: <laughs> like,
3: he. <laughs> it's become. Uh, he gets a little bit combative and defiant when he is feeling anxious or uncertain about things and it's super frustrating for us to have to deal with because we're like, you don't you don't have to act like this. Like you can just come to us and say, I need help, I need a hug, I need something. Tell us how we can help you and we will be more than happy to do that for you. But instead, he likes to scream no and slam the doors or if he actually needs help with something, he'll just stand there and sort of like cry. Nonstop stop until we go over and we're like what's wrong and he's like i don't know how to get this out of the freezer or whatever it is um and it's it's very difficult to deal with the other the other ones will sort of like cry or have a have a, a moment right maybe they have a temper tantrum
0: or Doesn't kid too very gets often. very very quietly goes and reads or just has some deep thoughts and you can tell he's just sitting off by himself right. in his room some of
3: his anxiety behaviors yes. go up um But kid number three, is just, are interesting, surprising. My anxiety is through the roof, so that's exciting.
0: (laughs) Yes, mine's up, and uh, surprisingly, you know, you'd think that would co-vary with alcohol consumption going up. Mm -mm. But it really, it's just been stable. It's just more, better distribution through the week. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: Instead of having a few drinks after hockey, it's, well, we're having a cocktail every night
3: anxiety's up hi yep accurate yes it's frustrating though because with the anxiety going up the sleeping goes way down it's really hard to fall asleep
0: The, the the exercising for me has helped with the anxiety it's like i have to get on the treadmill or i have to get on my bike or in the pool or go run and now with kid number one trying to go from running a hundred meters and then being out of breath to like, let's do two miles or a five K it's like, okay, well I'll train her. And that, that helps. Cause then not only am I out running, trying to clear my head, I'm thinking about her breathing or her steps or her strides or listening to her scuff her feet as she goes. And it just, that's like an hour or two where I'm not thinking about all the other, like how are my kids coping and how is what's going on? And all those other stressors are just not an issue.
4: For, for me for sure there it's um it, it's more than, more than a coincidence for sure I, I fare better on the days where I get uh, exercise and, you know with with sleep especially and and for me it's um like my opportunity to do that is, is like first thing in the morning I, I'm the first one up at our house and uh, you know so I have that early morning time which it, in in rank order it's it's like an opportunity for solitude and Reflection and things, but uh, also, if I'm able to exercise, those days, very high likelihood
0: that I'll sleep better.
4: Yeah, sleep better.
0: Oh, definitely. If I have a day where I didn't get to work out, it's hard to fall asleep. So it's like, well, of course I can't do it too close to bedtime, or
3: then you're awake.
0: Then I'm awake. Right. So it's like, all right, I got I got to get this in, and it's got to be done at least three hours before I go to sleep. In terms of the kids, though, what are you doing to keep your kid active uh, try to keep that, give her that release, and hopefully get a normal sleep schedule going? Pleading, begging. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
2: so the outside piece, I think, is a big connecting point. I think Jeremy said that it really helps him sleep and kind of manage his stress better, and for sure it helps me too. We've been walking at lunch, I guess, as long as Jeremy is and doesn't have a meeting right away we'll walk um we'll encourage our daughter to join us that doesn't always happen and then we'll walk again typically after dinner as well um, and then jeremy's also exercising first thing in the morning and i'll sometimes get in extra laps as well uh, our daughter's a different story she doesn't like to be outside by herself um, fortunately she doesn't have siblings to throw out there with her <laughs> uh, so we have to get real creative with uh, opportunities. So, right now she is able to be in a volleyball camp, so she gets that outside time a little bit, a couple times a week.
0: And, and we're fortunate here that volleyball camp is not in a gym because that wouldn't happen then.
2: Yes, thank We've you. We've got
0: beach volleyball.
2: Outside on the beach. Um, she wouldn't be doing it inside <laughs> otherwise. Yeah, but we're, I mean, I'm, fake, I'm a big believer in like the nature is therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And so, if For sure, on the weekends, if we didn't get out a lot during the week, we're trying to find something more active and something outside of our neighborhood to go do outside and to get her out there, which is why we did kayaking. We do hikes at local parks and trails to just kind of push that active and and off of the screen.
1: Yeah. So that your brain,
2: I'm like, it's okay if you lay on the floor and look up at the sky or the ceiling, but just let your brain rest. And
0: for a bit. Mm-hmm. I have found myself channeling my parents, going, put down the video games and get outside. <laughs> I don't care what you do, just go outside, go ride your bike, something.
4: And it, it, it's it's funny we've talked about for for sure. I I think back to when I, when I was a kid, and it, it it was literally like, okay, you're going outside now, and and you can come back at at supper. Yes. You know? Yes. Like it, it was, so it was. I don't care what you do as long as you were outside. And so I, I think, though, what we've experienced is, you know, for, for one reason or another, there, there's, there's some reluctance on our daughter to just want to go do something on her own. She, she I think, is, is much more likely to join us mm-hmm. in a physical activity outside, whether that's a hike or a, a game, or playing a, a, a sport or, or something. She's not quite one to go out on her own. So that has been kind of a struggle, actually.
3: We've, um i've channeled my mom where i've sent them all outside and then i've locked the door
4: you
5: have
1: and i did it <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: i needed i needed a break and they're all like rah,
1: rah, rah, rah.
3: that's it it's nice you're going outside stay away from the pool you can stay in the backyard or the front yard don't go anywhere else see you in a little bit You'll and i right. locked <laughs> all the doors and somebody came and knocked on the door and i was like bye-bye i can't
4: hear you this is weird <laughs>
3: Oh, I'm, I'm see you a little I'm bit.
4: I'm hearing the Enya soundtrack maybe <laughs> inside the <that> house. <laughs> Enya music. Your Hilarious.
3: Escape. Yep. No, I did, and they were fine. Nothing happened. They sat. They did chalk on the driveway. They ran around in the yard. They they went on the swing. They did the slide. Ran around some more, and then it was time for dinner, and they could come back in. And it was honestly, it was great. Not something I'll do regularly, but.
0: That I'm that watching a few of them over there in the yard. They're the fireflies have just come out. and They're yeah. out catching them. It's like good. Do that instead of right. playing on video games.
3: Get like a bucket and kick it around the yard. And invent a game. Something. I invented yeah. games. They can do it too. It's good for them.
4: I think that's true. I I remember how I felt like when we were kids, we could make a competition out of anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, like we all right. We're we're trying to toss this ball into this
0: shelf
4: and, like, <laughs> you, and, and it, you have to do it in one bounce, and you yep. just kind of would make up these rules as you go i
0: heard you had one at the girl scout meeting this last week or what was it the other day like who can throw their hula hoop and get it stuck the the most in the tree
3: you'll be happy to know your daughter won that game <laughs> after, you
0: know, were they trying to get it the highest or just see who couldn't get it out of the tree
3: they, she told me that they were doing it under the tree and one of them got stuck and then they got it down, and then they said, ha that's pretty funny. Let's see if we can do it multiple times. And apparently they did it multiple times, but except that last time, it really got stuck.
0: Well, it's funny to me, because one, I wasn't there. It was uh, you and Holly that had to deal with it. But two, it's like, that's normal kid behavior. And yeah.
3: we were not mad about it at No, all. it was, was funny.
2: funny.
0: Kids being yeah, were... kids and good.
2: Exactly. They're like, more of the... But that's the hard thing, right? They did it because they were together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's the hard part. They're not always together. And
1: yeah.
2: I'm sure even with siblings, they get tired of them. They're not the same age. They don't, it's, you know, like, it, it's just a different thing yeah. to do with your friends versus your
3: family. Mm-hmm. Ours are for sure sick of each other.
0: They are. And I'm interested to see when uh, Kid Four goes to preschool because preschool, to us, preschool is all about social. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about academics at preschool. She already knows her colors and her alphabet and her numbers. But when you ask her, like, she'll get up from nap, I'm like, where are my friends? Well, by friends, she means where are my three siblings? So what I'm hoping is, like, when you go to preschool, you will make friends your age instead of just going, being shy, going, well, I'll just go home to my three siblings. (laughs) Have other friends. You'll always (laughs) have your siblings. Make some friends your age. Aside from the fact that Kid 4 is... For the sixth grade class, she's almost like the class little sister. Mm-hmm. Shifting gears a little bit here now, uh, looking ahead, and none of us are psychic. And this situation clearly is ever evolving with all of what they're asking us to do in the reports and what we can and can't do and what the governor is opening and closing. But at this point in time, what do you think school is going to look like in the fall?
4: I think um, right now... At this moment in time, I, I I think maybe I'm expecting to see sort of a hybrid of something, perhaps. Maybe there's, um, I I think there's a lot of interest from many people in getting some kind of uh, social interaction for the kids. I think a lot of people would agree. Hey, our kids are, are wanting that, and they really miss that. And but I so I but I just don't see it to the full extent. I think maybe there's a hybrid of some kind between. Um, the e-learning continuing, and then maybe on a on a staggered basis or something less frequent, or something something to kind of maybe ease back into things.
2: If you had asked maybe a week ago, I would have said that I was confident they were going back in person um, with some new protocols, of course. But just the way that things have changed again here in our state. Um, Now I'm a little hesitant because if we can't get our act together and get these cases back down, I don't know that it will be in person right away. I'm still hopeful that, you know, it will eventually be in person, but maybe we start out virtual again for a little bit, which is devastating. I think that's just terrible for the kids. Um, It's really not what they want or need or deserve. And
0: well, especially for the incoming sixth graders at this big transitional point mm-hmm. you've made that leap over to the middle school lockers changing classrooms and now you're home and you're basically changing tabs on your browser.
2: Mm-hmm. It's just not exciting for them and they know it they're not you know they're very aware that they're not getting what they were supposed to get
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I think they're Pretty resilient and pretty amazing that they're not, at least my child is not actually showing as more, more disappointment. So, fingers crossed, we can move
3: forward.
0: Jess, what do you think?
3: I'm hopeful that there will be some sort of in person physical school at the beginning of the year, but like Holly said, I'm, I'm not sure based on uh, numbers and our particular state and how our governor acts. Um, fortunately, she is acting on everybody's, like, with their best interest in terms of keeping everybody healthy, and it's that's really true. Lovely.
0: There, there's a array of uh, actions, a whole spectrum out of the governors, and ours just seems to be erring on the side of caution.
3: Mm-hmm. Right, and I love I, that.
0: I would love that versus the ones that are like,
3: "Everything is fine. Don't worry."
0: No, I'm not going to require you to wear masks, even though I just got diagnosed with COVID. Right, like, it's, it's that, like the one in Georgia, it's, 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 it's like, dude.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um. The I I think. I, I'm hopeful that there will be some form of school, but I will not be shocked if we wind up doing e learning at the beginning or um, even if we were to go back in person at the beginning. I seriously don't think we'll be spending the entire year in physical school in person. Um, just if the flu, if we're using the flu as a model, like flu cases always pick up in the fall and in the winter, you know, and everybody even even before covid like people would still send their kids to school when they were sick and had fevers and and the virus would run rampant through the schools or same thing with like strep throat or something it would run rampant and now we've got a layer of covid on top of that and that is definitely something we don't want to have run through the school system um so i think they'll be pretty pretty quick to shut everything down should that happen um I, I don't know. We're trying to stay positive yeah. at home and trying to get them excited to go back at the beginning of the year. But right. in the back of my head, I'm sort of like preparing myself like I might have to be the teacher for four kids <laughs> all at the same time again. And we might have to have a very serious and rigid schedule just like in, in um the springtime. So, probably
0: more so because spring was more about what's just survived to the end of the year now right. we're at starting it's starting a school like year serious,
3: it'll it'll be serious business e-learning versus well you, you need to do this because you're going to need to know it next year but the grades aren't going to count so um
4: yeah no, i know i think for sure i and, and and i think all of us as individuals can think about how how each of us feel and, and like what what a, what would we be comfortable with what right. are we not comfortable with and i certainly don't end the um, uh, a policymaker, you know, or, or somebody that has to be in the position to make a call, where there's just no way you're going to get u- uniform buy-in on, on anything, um, mm-hmm. no matter what the topic is, and this is an extraordinarily um, unprecedented type of thing to have to deal with. I, I think um, th- that that's the biggest challenge. So I, I know like what I'm comfortable with, but I think the uncertainty more so comes from how are you going to deal with uh, not only what we don't know is going to happen with this virus, like mm-hmm. like maybe maybe it comes back and uh, with with greater force, but it's also this variation of everybody that's in existence is going to deal with it in in a different way. We're yeah. seeing that now. So all of that wrapped up together makes something like
0: school and really everything else very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm hoping that we we start the school year in person. I'm hoping this this uh, uptick, I mean, we got time for it to go down. Not a lot of time. Like people need to get their act together right now. But that said, I also you know short of a a miracle vaccine being developed in record time, I don't see how we avoid there with everyone back in buildings together. There not being a uh, upsurge causing a shutdown sometime this fall I'd at least like to start the school year with all of them together get them in the building get the lay the groundwork for the year mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be shocked by Thanksgiving where they're all yeah. home right
2: and that might that's a model that some colleges are already planning mm-hmm. on so right maybe that will trickle down to the K through 12 schools to follow kind of a similar. So at least, like you said, get those kids in there, get a routine, get them excited about the year.
4: And, and maybe that hybrid type of approach allows us to learn some things we didn't expect or, 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 or how to operate in, in that environment and, and, you know, help us get, get better and think about how we can improve the, the learning environment, either e-learning or in person in the future. But I, I think it's going to be different. Yeah, Definitely.
0: Well, on and on that topic of lessons learned, uh, every generation that's had some sort of major hurdle to handle, whether it be the pandemic of uh, 1918 or World War One or World War Two and the rationing or the Great Depression, those generations that grew up with that had some lasting life lessons that really stuck with them what do you think that'll be for this generation do you think there'll be something that sticks with them and if so what i
2: think that's an interesting question to think about maybe too soon to say for certain just yeah well
0: i mean definitely because we're we're projecting and Mm -hmm. and most of this so far has been like can we just make it out of it but really looking down the road when this group of kids are in their 40s 50s 60s and they're even when they're 60s and 70s and their grandkids are looking at them and they're telling back in my day you know we had to walk uphill both ways in the snow to get toilet paper
4: (laughs) exactly I, i think um unfortunately i think there's often a knock against our younger generations that they're um. that, that candidly, I, I don't personally agree with that, but there's a knock on our younger generations that they're maybe unappreciative and, and, and things like that. But um, I think for sure, uh, I, I would say one big, big lesson learned is, uh, it, it might sound simple, but just this idea of not taking things for granted. You know what in in the busyness of our everyday and and the the interactions you, you really miss things when all of a sudden they are taken away from you yeah uh, and, and I think from uh maybe just a, a lasting impression it, it um, I think that's a good thing uh, in in our family you know we, we try and, and really emphasize the importance of showing gratitude uh, to others you know gratitude for what you have and and the, the gifts that you have and the opportunities that you have, and so I think not taking things for granted would be a fantastic uh, life lesson uh, to take away from something like this.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's a really great answer. I think that that's important for sure. It did kind
0: of knock it out of and the park. It was
3: fantastic. Mm-hmm.
2: I think the add with that is like flexibility, kind of realizing what you can get by and and how you can still make things happen and and be there for other people when you can't be physically present, but you can still reach out. Um, We have shown our daughter some of the more uplifting kind of YouTube videos right now that are going around about kindness and reaching out to people in different ways when you can't be there physically, Um, and she's inspired by that, and I think that that's really cool, and so maybe this generation will kind of take that to the next level and, and bring about some really lasting change
3: for good in the world definitely mm-hmm. jess <laughs> um, i think our kids are going to be toilet paper and Clorox wipe orders <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 honest <laughs> to god i think
3: they will um
0: and ocd about washing hands about and... washing
3: hands and keeping everything mm-hmm. like clean and maybe you know maybe they're not Kid number one, this isn't going to apply to because she's never going to stop hugging people. But maybe the other ones will not be so quick to run up and hug someone or shake their hand because (gasps) germs, they're a thing. They're all around you, but you can't see them. And you don't want to accidentally catch something. So I am a little bit concerned
1: about that. I
0: mean, yeah, on the pessimistic side, I see that I'm concerned that this generation will be germaphobes. Yeah. Maybe not to the full clinical extent, but overly cautious to almost hindering behavior mm-hmm. uh, as they grow older. But at the same time, on the, on the more humorous side, you could see them growing up as a generation being toilet paper and hand sanitizer hoarders.
3: Like you go to grandma's Cause... house and grandma always has a closet that's just completely filled with toilet paper and Clorox wipes. May- and maybe... the they kids are like, Grandma! Why do you have so much of this? And Grandma will say, because when I was little, the stores ran out. There was this virus and everybody panicked and they all bought all of the toilet paper and uh, there was none.
0: Yeah, kind of kind of at a proper level. Right. It's like we got to have ramen and toilet paper and hand sanitizer.
4: And, you know, through, through this, it, it's funny, uh, Holly has relayed to me some of the things that have She's had a hard time finding. Have surprised me, like like the the hand sanitizer, those, 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 the toilet paper. Those okay, <laughs> I can see that. But there's some other things that I'm like, why why are they running out of that? Like,
0: and so- it seems like it's rotating too, because every time you make a trip to a store, something else is empty. It's like why is that randomly empty this week?
3: Yeah, my favorite so far has been the tomato paste. Yeah, shortage. the the
0: run on t- tomato paste for about a month.
3: Like, really? What are you doing with this that there's <laughs> none left at the store? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, yeast, I understand. Yeah, Everybody's well, baking. And...
0: Yeast and flour, I sure. understood that. Sugar, but... but...
3: tomato paste? Yeah. Like, how much spaghetti are you eating? Or chili. Yeah.
5: Oh, maybe.
0: <laughs> well, we are recording outside. It's getting late. So, this has been a good conversation. We definitely could probably make more of these. Mm-hmm hopefully we don't have to do a part two hopefully this will wrap up soon but that's fingers crossed that's a little bit too optimistic we definitely won't roll on it to our for our next episode because we like to mix it up Mm -hmm. we got some other things planned but real quick before we go we do need to update the champions from the red arrow challenge So the Retro Challenge, our weekly competition, uh, it's up. Just as a reminder, it is free, no subscription required. Go to raxhw.org, go to the RAC FAQ page. That's a submenu underneath the home. Create a username if you don't have one yet. Then start moving and recording. At the end of the week, you put in your totals online on where it says log, and that's it. Under the news feed, we post all the champions in the different categories and also in points, but we also like to give kudos to the champions. So this week's champions, or actually this most recent week's champions. Swimming. Nine and under, Lil Marsh. 10 to 19, Lucky Dude. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39, Wildcat. Wildcat's a new one. Ooh. We do have some new members that jumped in. We had a lot of hits on our uh, our podcast since Sweet. our last episode. 40 to 49, Jesse's Girl. No, 50 to 59-year-olds went swimming. 60 to 69, though, kilogram ill. And 70 to 79 was a tie between Grandpa Bob and Grandma May. I'm just going out on a limb here, and I think they uh, know each other. (laughs) Running. Nine and under, Yellow Ninja. 10 to 19, Allie. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39, The Logan. 40 to 49, A. Palomino. 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. Walking. 9 and under, Lil Marsh. 10 to 19, Ronin Runs. 20 to 29, Smytha. 30 to 39, Becky B. 40 to 49, A. Palomino. 50 to 59, Bill. 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill, And 70 to 79, no Don.
3: Biking on road.
0: 9 and under, Lil Marsh. 10 to 19, Allie. 20 to 29, H. Keener 305. 30 to 39, Cyclopath. 40 to 49, Vino Mia. 50 to 59, J 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill, 70 to 79, no no Don.
3: Biking off-road.
0: 10 to 19 Alley, 20 to 29 was a tie between Smytha and Super Mario. 40 to 49, Cyclone.
3: Sit down Paddling.
0: 9 and under with Seabass. 20 to 29. Gator Boy 30 to 39. Rando 7. 40 to 49. Tim 906. 50 to 59. A.R. Miller. No 60 to 69-year-olds, but 70 to 79, Grandpa Bob.
3: Stand up paddling.
0: 10 to 19, Ronin Runs. 20 to 29, H. Keener 305. 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. And 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill.
3: Cross-country skiing.
0: You know, usually we have the same two guys who, or I assume guys, members who uh, post their cross-country skiing, probably because they have Nord track type machines, But we only had one turn in their report this week. So 50 to 59, Big One, 64. Skating. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 40 to 49, Great One. Hockey. Hockey. I'm now doubly jealous this week because not (laughs) only for 40 to 49, do we have Great One, but now 30 to 39, Wildcat got to go play hockey. Points. Nine and under, Vivian. 10 to 19, Ronin runs. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39, Rando 7. 40 to 49, A Palomino. 50 to 59, A R Miller. 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill. And 70 to 79, No No Don. And then there are feature members. For me, I swam, I ran, I walked. Overall, it was a pretty crappy week for me, but uh, I still beat you and everything. It's not hard.
3: I swam. That was exciting.
0: Yay. Yay. I won in (laughs) points. How's your current week going?
3: Not well. Serious back issues. I'm going to ride my bike tomorrow, though, so that's going to be fun.
0: That's good, because I went bike riding this week with Liz from our episode 20 from yeah. Bike Buchanan and had a lot of fun, so I want you to come out next week when we love do that. I
3: to. I wanted to go this week. It's just um, my back said no. So.
0: Well, we'll try. We'll try. Yep. But for this episode, that's it. We want to thank Jeremy and Holly. Thank you for coming out.
2: Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. Yay! Yeah, yeah a
0: lot of fun. Thanks so much. Awesome. It was. Hopefully, everyone else enjoyed this and they'll listen to other episodes of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness podcast. But for now, that's it. Bye.
1: Bye.